We meet today in Isaiah chapter 23, the burden against Tyre. In this chapter, we come to the 11th and last burden against the nations. A burden, as we have seen, is a judgment, and these judgments were leveled against the nations around Israel. Each one of these great nations represents or sets before us some principle, philosophy, or system which God must judge. And let me give a recapitulation of these 11 nations and what they represent. We started with Babylon, which represents false religion and idolatry. Idolatry in our land is covetousness. Idolatry in Africa is even worshipping some other gods or worshipping God through our ancestors. And covetousness is the overwhelming desire to have more and to give ourselves to the accumulation of material things of the world. All this is idolatry. Palestine represents true religion, which has become apostate. Today you find that the same thing has happened in many churches. People go through rituals. They even repeat the Apostles' Creed and the Lord's Prayer. From all outward appearance, people seem to be resting upon the Bible, but in reality, they deny everything that the Bible says. They are apostate, which means they are standing away from what they once believed. Moab represents formal religion, that is, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And many of us today could be identified with one of these three. Some of us are giving our lives to the accumulation of things, and some are worshipping other gods. And our eyes are filled with the things that we want. We are covetous. We worship self. Some worship education. Moab represents formal religion. Some of us have even been brought up in Bible-believing churches, but have turned away from their teachings. Others, of course, go to church and follow forms, ceremonies, and rituals which are beautiful but dead. Damascus represents compromise. That is the position that most churches, even fundamental churches, are in today. Compromise. Thank God for those churches and those servants of God who are still standing true. Ethiopia represents missions, how we need to be involved in getting the word out. Egypt represents the world. Israel was told to stay out of Egypt. That is where Abraham got into trouble. And we are admonished, do not love the world. Now many of us have trouble with the world, for we love it. Persia and Babylon there represents luxury. Oh, most of us love luxury in the affluent society, and most of us are spending time in the bar, in the cinemas, just enjoying and eating and putting on clothes. Edom represents the flesh, and many people serve the flesh today. I cannot overstate that. Arabia represents war. Now, there are two groups of people in our contemporary society, the hawks and the doves. Both are of the world, and the only difference I see in them is that the peace group tells us that they are for peace, but they are 
willing to fight for it. They are fighting too. Then you got the valley of vision, which is Jerusalem, represents not religion, but politics. Something that in politics will be found the solutions to the problems of the world. My friend, never. Tyre and Sidon represents commercialism, big business. And now let's look back at the burden of Tyre. That's what we are looking at today. Tyre and Sidon were the two great cities of the Phoenicians. Sidon was the mother city, and her proud and rich daughter Tyre soon surpassed her. The ships of the Phoenicians entered all sorts of the Mediterranean Sea and even penetrated the enchanted oceans beyond the pillars of Hercules. The vessels of Phoenicia brought tin from Great Britain. In fact, the meaning of Britannia is the land of tin. The Phoenicians were aggressive and ag progressive people. Carthage in North Africa was settled by them. Carthage, the great enemy of Rome, was a Phoenician city, and Cyprus owed its prosperity to trading with Tyre. There were also other centers that the Phoenicians founded. Tashish, for instance. You remember that when Jonah tried to flee from God, he bought a ticket for himself to go to Tashish, and Tashish was on the southern coast of Spain. Who founded it? The Phoenicians did. It is also of interest that the Phoenicians invented the alphabet. Hiram, king of Tyre, was one of the great friends of King David. When we get to Ezekiel 26, we are going to see a remarkable prophecy concerning Tyre, which had an exact fulfillment. God said that Tyre would be destroyed by Babylon and would be taken into captivity for 70 years, just as Judah went into captivity for 70 years. The people of Tyre returned to their land, as did Israel, after their captivity, and rebuilt the city on an island in the Mediterranean Sea, about half a mile from the old city. God said that the ruins of the old city would be scrapped, according to Ezekiel 26 verse 4. And later, Alexander the Great scraped the ancient site of Tyre to make a causeway to the island city. He was wise enough not to attempt a battle by sea because the Phoenicians were experts with ships. So he built a causeway from the old city on the mainland to the new city on the island. When Alexander took the city, the prophecy of Ezekiel was fulfilled exactly as God said it would be. Ezekiel 26 verse 14 says, I will make you like the top of a rock. You shall be a place of spreading nets. You shall never be rebuilt. For I, the Lord, have spoken, says the Lord God. You see, today there is little Turkish town near there, but the site of ancient Tyre is still ruins. God said that Tyre won't be rebuilt. Now, there is the divine responsibility for Tyre's destruction, and there is also the human responsibility. First of all, let us look at divine responsibility. The burden against Tyre. Well, you ships of Tashish, for it is laid waste. 
so that there is no house, no harbor from the land of Cyprus. It is revealed to them. Isaiah 23 verse 1. Now you see here, Tyre, one of the most famous cities of the ancient world, was known for its marinas. It may symbolize the international trade and commerce whose leaders do not seek to serve God or humanity, but seek only the selfish accumulation of wealth. Now the picture here is that the ships coming home to Tyre from Tashish were there in a colony of the Phoenicians. Word is brought to them that Tyre has been destroyed. As they sail near, they see the smoke of the city. Then they see that the city has been leveled and the harbor is blocked. It will no longer be a great commercial center. Be still, you inhabitants of the coastlands, you merchants of Sidon, whom those who cross the sea have filled. Isaiah 23 verse 2. We are introduced to another name here, Sidon or Zidon, was about 30 miles up the coast from Tyre. Tyre and Sidon go together, like white and snow go together. They were the two leading cities of the Phoenicians, you see. Now, the prominent sea merchants of Sidon had made Tyre the great city it was. It is interesting that the prophecy concerning the destruction of Tyre was literally fulfilled. But destruction was not predicted for Sidon, and Sidon continues as a city even today. Currently, Sidon is the place to which oil is brought to be loaded on shipboard and taken to other parts of the world. And on great waters, the grain of Sheol, the harvest of the river, is her revenue, and she is a marketplace for the nations. Isaiah 23 verse 3. Sheho here means black and refers to the upper Nile, the silt of which flooded Egypt and made it fertile. The wealth of Egypt had flowed through the port of Tyre, and now that is ended, and there is going to be a depression, and it is a real one. This prophecy is speaking of what actually happened. Listen to this. Be ashamed, O Sidon, for the sea has spoken, the strength of the sea, saying, I do not labor, nor bring forth children, neither do I rear young men, nor bring up virgins. Isaiah 23 verse 4. You see, there is a suggestion here that Tyre is the daughter of Sidon. Historically, this is accurate. When the report reaches Egypt, they also will be in agony at the report of Tyre. Isaiah 23 verse 5. You see, the destruction of Tyre ruined the commerce of Egypt in that day because Egypt depended on the commerce they had with Tyre. Cross over to Tashish, wail you inhabitants of the coastlands. Isaiah 23 verse 6. Again, the fall of Tyre caused universal mourning. Not only did it cause Egypt even to a colony that was way over to the southern coast of Spain, it caused problems. Some of the inhabitants of Tyre escaped in ships 
all the way to Tarshish when Nebuchadnezzar destroyed that city. Is this your joyous city whose antiquity is from ancient days, whose feet carried her far off to dwell? Isaiah 23 verse 7. You see, any great commercial center is a city which is also a fun center because there, there will be many things in that city that please the flesh. Now the Tyrians are urged to flee as far as possible because this city, which was formerly a joyous city, has come to an end. That's the question. Is this your joyous city? Who has taken this counsel against Tyre? The crowning city, whose merchants are princes, whose traders are the honorable of the earth. Isaiah 23 verse 8. Now, important words are given here. The crowning city. This means the giver of crowns. You see, my friend, Tyre established crown colonies. And a crown colony is under the legislation and administration of the crown rather than having its own constitution and representative government. Of course, here in Africa, we experience the same situation where many African countries were colonies of Britain or other European countries. It was under the administration of a crown, not a representative government without its own constitution operating with the master's constitution. That is what Tyre was doing. The Lord of hosts has purposed it to bring to dishonor the pride of all glory, to bring into contempt all the honorable of the earth. Isaiah 23 verse 9. It was the Lord of hosts who had determined the destruction of Tyre. He offers no apologies for making this arrangement. So we are seeing the Lord's responsibility. There is the divine responsibility for Tyre's destruction. But like I said earlier on, there is also the human responsibility for Tyre's destruction. Isaiah 23 verse 10. Overflow through your land like the river, O daughter of Tarshish. There is no more strength. Well, the river here is the Nile. As the Nile has overflowed her banks, the colony of Tashish is now free to do as she pleases since Tyre has fallen and is no longer able to control her. There is no more strength. That phrase means that there is no girdle that holds her up or binds her. He stretched out his hand over the sea. He shook the kingdoms. The Lord has given a commandment against Canaan to destroy its strongholds. Isaiah 23 verse 11. Now have you ever noticed the threefold description of Tyre? First, in verse 7, Tyre is described as a joyous city. In verse 8, Tyre is called a crowning city. Now here in verse 11, Tyre is actually a merchant city. All these three descriptions are apt for the city of Tyre. And he said, You will rejoice no more, O you oppressed virgin, daughter of Sidon. Arise, cross over to Cyprus. There also you will have no rest. 
Isaiah 23 verse 12. What is suggested in verse 4 is plainly declared here. Tyre is the daughter of Sidon. Sidon was the older city. The rich merchants from there had founded Tyre and given her prestige. The joy of prosperity was to disappear. Both Tyre and Sidon would suffer. And now we are told, cross over to Cyprus. This implies some thought that by fleeing to Cyprus, they might make a fresh beginning. In this too, they were to be disappointed. God was responsible for what had happened to them, although he used human instruments. Behold, the land of the Chaldeans, this people which was not, Assyria founded it for wild beasts of the desert. They set up its towers, they raised up its palaces, and brought it to ruin. Isaiah 23 verse 13 you see, when Assyria was a great nation, Chaldea or Babylon was just a hink town. Now Babylon is the ruler of the world. Wail you ships of Tashish, for your strength is laid waste. Isaiah 23 verse 14. We now move on to the recovery of Tyre, which is partial and complete. There will be a partial a recovery and a complete recovery of Tyre. Now it shall come to pass in that day that Tyre will be forgotten 70 years according to the days of one king. At the end of 70 years, it will happen to Tyre as in the song of the harlot. Isaiah 23 verse 15. You see, Tyre was to go into captivity for 70 years. Assyria did not permit Tyre to engage in any commercial activity from 700 B.C. to 630 B.C. Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon later besieged Tyre for 13 years from 587 to 574 B.C. And it shall be at the end of 70 years that the Lord will visit Tyre. She will return to her higher and commit fornication with all the kingdoms of the world on the face of the earth. Isaiah 23 verse 17. You see, at the end of the 70 years, Tyre was to return and begin once again her world commerce. Once more, she would become a great commercial center, and she would commit fornication with all the kingdoms of the world upon the face of the earth. The prophet compares here Tyre to a harlot plying her ungodly, unholy tread. That is the way God speaks of these great commercial centers. Wherever the great commercial centers are, there is the ungodly, unholy trading taking place. Now we move down the ages to the last days, the time of the great tribulation. And in that time, we find that Tyre will again be a great nation and will enter the millennial kingdom. Her gain and her pay will be set apart for the Lord. It will not be treasured nor laid up, for her gain will be for those who dwell before the Lord, to eat sufficiently and for fine clothing. Isaiah 23 verse 18. 
when we have this statement, her gain and her pay will be set apart for the Lord. That is an interesting one. Now it is all dedicated to the Lord. Things have changed. Psalm 45 verse 12 tells us, And the daughter of Tyre will come with a gift. The rich among the people will seek your favor. That is a glorious future for Tyre. As the prophet closes this series of prophetic judgments on Israel's neighbor, he once again reminds us that there will come a time in the millennial kingdom when they shall share in Israel's blessing. The nations that surrounded Israel will share in those blessings, including Tyre, including Tyre. Again, we see the fact that Israel is to be a testimony for God in this world. It was supposed to do so in the Old Testament, was supposed to do so today. But when Christ's rule is established, that testimony again will continue to be shown. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send a WhatsApp message or SMS to plus two seven seven two six four one four four seven five. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. I'll repeat that number for you. It's country code two seven followed by seven two six four one four four seven five. From within South Africa it's zero seven two six four one four four seven five.